The Water Coolest daily financial newsletter is now powered by Barstool Sports. It's the only newsletter that I read every morning to stay informed on what the hell is going on in the markets. You can check it out at barstool.link slash watercoolest. That's barstool.link slash watercoolest, W-A-T-E-R-C-O-O-L-E-S-T. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Tea with Publicity. I am your host, Alyssa Amoroso. I haven't introduced myself like that in a, in a long time. Um, today, I, know, I was like, that was new. I know. I used <laughs> to do it like that every time. Um, Gia's here, fresh off the plane. Yep. Sorry and- for my hair. <laughs> Don't judge us. Yeah. I actually was looking at my recent clips compared to my old ones, and I was like, wow, I used to try harder. And it's, it's a weird thing because in – the office everyone's so dressed down that when I come in fancy I look out of place Mm. but then on camera I look like shit so there's like a fine line between wanting to look presentable and then also not wanting to sit at your desk in a ball gown yeah I get that you know what I mean yeah (laughs) um so welcome back guys today's episode and every episode this year is sponsored by Mamitas I did a little giveaway on my Instagram so I can't wait for one of you to win a pack a six pack of Mamitas they have the new flavor the spicy marg and the tequila sunrise as well as the four ogs paloma mango pineapple and lime the fact that I have this like memorized just goes to show how big of a fan I am and don't forget it is a hard seltzer staple for the summer I can't believe summer is around the corner and it is made with real tequila natural flavors it's super light crisp refreshing naturally gluten-free you know I'm a gluten-free bee and has less than 1.5 grams of sugar so Get yours today. You can go to mamitas, drinkmamitas.com. Pick up a variety eight pack at Target, Walmart, Publix, Jewel Osco, or get yours on GoPuff. Okay, let's get into today's episode. So, your wish is my demand. We have a cycle sinkling nutritionist on the podcast today to discuss um cycle sync cycle sinkling that's a mouthful cycle sinkling isn't it sinking oh <laughs> cycle sinking what sinkling am i calling is- i was so confused by that but yeah it's sinking i think i just can't get the word out cycle Cy- sinking cycle sink Yes, that's what it's a it's a tongue twister for sure. Say that three times. Yeah. Fast. Oh my gosh, cycle sinking. You're so right. What sinkling? What sinkling? I th- I thought it was like some medical term at first. I was like, wait a second, guys. I'm just actually really smart and advanced, and my vocabulary is light years ahead of everyone else's. No, um, cycle sinking nutritionist on the podcast. We discuss all things um your cycle, and I'm still getting mine in order. I think I'm doing a good job. Um, a little, a little off track here and there, but I think I'm doing really good for the most part, um, incorporating these new changes into my life. And let's recap this weekend, this past week, what everyone's been up to. So yesterday was Mother's Day and I got to see my sister's baby, Callan. And, um, it was just so, it it was nice because, you know, I was with my mom and my sister, who's a mom, and um, also on top of it being Mother's Day yesterday, also May is 
Mental Health Awareness Month. So I feel like we have to acknowledge that since we talk about mental health so much here. So check in with yourselves, make sure that you're doing self-care and checking on the people that you love. Um, Okay, tonight, so my friend Liz, she runs the account at New York City on Instagram. Like, she literally has the handle New York City. Oh, shit. Yeah. She texted me and was like, what are you doing Monday night? And I was like, nothing. And she was like, I'm hosting a table at the Robin Hood, like, fundraiser event. Would you want to come? And then she sent me the flyer. And, like, Robin Hood is the big charity that, I don't know, I always hear about them. And she sent me the flyer. And it's, like, special performance by John Legend with, like, act by Charlie Puth hosted by Jeff Bezos. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, like, I'm going to this thing tonight. You might find your husband. I know. I, hopefully, it's Charlie Puth. Yeah, he's so cute. He's weird, though. He's... I, can li- I like a weirdo. He gets um, so much hate on TikTok. Do you know why I think it's, like, attractive, though? When he's like, ah. That was a C. <laughs> yeah. I think it's attractive because I'm like, oh, your brain works in such a cool way. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm into it. I don't know why people hate on him for doing that. It's just, it's funny, obviously, but. Yeah. I also think he really genuinely moves around the world thinking that way. Oh, totally. Like, I don't think it's an act at all. Yeah, but imagine, like, (laughs) imagine, like, you're having sex. (laughs) Yeah, like. And you "Ah!" moan, and he's like, that was an E. (laughs) That's what everyone says. (laughs) Or, like, you're crying, and you, you, like, let out, like, a whimper, and he's like, G flat. (laughs) You're like, shut up, Charlie. (laughs) Just let me cry in peace. <laughs> yeah. No, I love him, though. So hopefully tonight we get married. Um, <laughs> and I'm I'm really excited. So I'm. it's not – it said on the in- invite it was, like, not black tie. So I'm like, okay, it's not black tie, but then what do I wear? So I think it's, like, cocktail dress attire. So I have this pretty, like, blazer dress with, um, like – sparkles I don't know how to describe it and that sounds so ugly but that I bought for an event that I never wore so I think I'm just gonna wear that and like tan my legs and make myself look pretty I'm not hiring glam or anything um and then also I'm kind of deciding between do I want my hair to stay dark for summer or do I want to go back light And I think my biggest issue is I like my hair dark when I'm wearing light clothes, like hence the white today. Yeah. When I'm wearing full black, which I do a lot with my hair so dark, I feel like there's no like variety. How light would you want to go? Just like back to like my balayage when I don't Mm. even know if you remember me like that. No, I don't know if I ever saw you. It was. I think your dark hair is very complimentary to like your face and your skin tone Mm. but so was the light it's not like blonde like you're thinking it was like it was almost just like a lighter brown feeding into like a really pretty I don't want to say caramel because I feel like that's like the wrong color to use um I'll show you pictures but I'm like really struggling because sometimes I look in the mirror and I'm like oh I love it and then I'm like oh I miss my yeah that always happens when it's summer I know I'm just so torn um so you guys write me in. Let me know. I feel like people right now are saying dark because it's dark. But if you look at pictures when it was light, it's kind of confusing. Um, we're really talking about deep stuff here today. Yeah, right. <laughs> the important stuff. Okay, so other weird update. My – I didn't talk about this, I don't think. This girl 
and if I did, I'm sorry. This girl in my apartment building, we were in the elevator together and we almost got stuck. And we look at each other and we were like, are we stuck in this freaking elevator? And when we get out, she looks at me and she was like, I'm so over this building. And I was like, why? And she's like, well, did you notice I have the camera on my front door? And I did notice this girl on my floor has like a camera and every time I walk by I kind of look at it because it's sketchy and I was like yeah I was always wondering why and I didn't want to ask you but I was wondering if something happened and she was like yeah over Christmas me and my roommate were home and someone broke into our apartment and he was wearing a mask and he was standing over my roommate's bed uh that's like nightmare worst nightmare situation ever she's like and he tried to break into the neighbor down the hall's apartment too and I guess I've been thinking about it now since we talked. And I was like, I guess he probably assumed people were going to be home for Christmas, which is why he chose that date. Mm. Oh, and then she starts telling me, I can't even like think about this. But she's like, yeah, well, you know that stairwell next to our, our doors? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, well, that stairwell leads to underground entryways. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? That are like easily accessible? I guess. Oh, God. So I'm like, what? So I start bugging out. You guys, I have a full security system now. I bought a ring um, doorbell. Yeah, it's smart. And I bought these like little uh, things that go under your door from Amazon. They basically look like a doorstop. But if someone tries to open a door, it will push down on it and they'll set off like a loud alarm. That's nice. Like, is it? Do you take an elevator or is it walk up? It's an elevator building. I'm, like, really high up. Do you need a key card? Or, like, a key to get in, in and up? I have a doorman. Interesting. But that's what's sketchy, that yeah, these stairwells apparently lead to yeah. Narnia. Like, yeah. what? Oh, yeah, I don't like that. No, I don't like it at all. So now I have a full security system. And I'm going to email the building and be like, you know, you really could have let me know that there was a break-in on my floor. Yeah, totally. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. She said they were so not helpful. The police were not helpful. So I'm like, granted this happens like months ago, but I'm just like newly freaked out because I newly learned this information. Yeah, no. I'm glad my, I live in my parents' apartment, so their elevator goes like straight to my apartment. See, do you know that freaks me out sometimes too, though? But you need, like, only my key can get to my floor. So like I see. I, so like I've gotten locked out of my apartment yeah. so many times, but no one in the building can help me because like only their key goes to their floor. Okay, that's different. So I feel very safe in my apartment. Because my aunt's apartment did that too, and the elevator went directly to her front door, and it almost freaked me out a little bit. Yeah, no, at first I was like, all right, this is fucked up. But then when I learned that you can't you access can't, it, I can't access other people's floors. Yeah. Then I was like, okay, I feel safe. And then you need a key to get into the building like yeah like the actual and then also there's a door in between the elevator and my my apartment but all this to say like yes it's scary but I'm having so much fun with this ring doorbell yeah I want to get a ring oh my god guys first of all I feel bad for my one neighbor because he's the only person that I see because we live like in a corner and I (laughs) this is so weird but I kept seeing him walk into his apartment and like look at my camera because it's new so I think he's like why the fuck is this bitch recording me so I put a note under his door (laughs) I was like hi neighbor um 
I'm sure you see my camera and I'm sure you're wondering like why I have a camera. The girl down the hall told me XYZ and I'm just like feeling unsafe. So I wanted to get this. I don't want you to be freaked out. And then I like put the note. But it's so funny because I saw him on my camera. Come get the note. That's funny. (laughs) I'm like, oh, my God. This is so weird. But I love it for deliveries. I'll be like, oh, my food's here. Oh, this is here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watch it all day long. I've been taking outfit videos in it. I'm like, this is my outfit of the day. No, and, and you'll be able to, like, capture, like, funny moments. It's like, so fun. Bringing guys home and stuff. Yes. You know? I'm yeah. like, this is, like, borderline. I feel like these things should come with a warning that say, like, you are being filmed. Because my poor neighbor, like, didn't ask for this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they're kind of invasive. The rings? Yes. Yeah. Also, me, like, taking out my trash bags. Like, it's just the most savage footage I'll put together. Like, a reel. Yeah, you should. It's so funny. Oh, another thing is this weekend, I think, so my friend Chelsea um, lives in the North Fork, and she's the one that has the vineyard, and I think I'm just going to go for the weekend to the North Fork to the vineyard and I want to take my laptop and work on the book that I'm writing and just have like a zen a zen moment I think if anything being away in Paris showed me how much I value my time being away and how happy it makes me and I'm like I need to get away for the weekend so it's so nice when your friend lives in an area that you can kind of just travel to easily so I will be doing a lot of wine drinking if any of you are going to be in the North Fork DM me and come to the vineyard and um yeah it will be fun so I'm excited to do that and just like I said just relax meditate be free oh and it's supposed to be 70 this whole week so that's another major props um okay guys let's get into the interview and then we will get to ask Alyssa and then we are going to spill the tea I want to talk about the fact that I've been watching um Nashville the show yeah like the show that aired 10 years ago and um we have some other stuff like Jack Harlow getting carried out of the Kentucky Derby which I have a lot to say on so stay tuned for that hello guys I am here with Nicole Bendayan from TikTok I found you um and we're going to talk about cycle syncing you are a nutritionist what's the exact title nutritionist cycle syncing something so I go by being a cycle syncing nutritionist. That's it. I had it backwards. Um, yeah, but I'm trained in holistic nutrition. Okay, that's amazing. I came across your TikTok when I was in a deep spiral one night. Um, you know, when you like go with a purpose, like it wasn't on my for you page. It was like I went to my search bar and I typed in like cycle syncing, and you were like the first result that popped up. Really? And I just like it opened my eyes. And now, ever since that point where I was like seeking this information out, I've just been on this new journey. And I talked about it a little bit on my podcast last week. And my followers were like, more of this, please. And <laughs> I also don't have the answers because I'm trying to explain things, but I really have no idea what I'm talking about. Um, So (laughs) I would love to just pick your brain today and really just get the basics out there for everyone. And maybe, I guess my first question is, what is cycle syncing? So cycle syncing is the practice of tailoring your nutrition, fitness, and lifestyle to the four phases of your menstrual cycle in simple terms. Okay. Amazing. Wait, really quick. Is it recording? Because I don't see it on the... Oh, okay. Perfect. Sorry. 
I didn't see like the little thing. Um, okay. It is. So tailoring your, your month around your period, basically. And that's with fitness, um, eating every kind of like aspect of your life. Correct. Every aspect of your life. The way that I like to put it is you're kind of using the phases of your menstrual cycle as like a blueprint for your overall life. So I, you know, you can do relationships, career cycle syncing, and it just goes into so many different facets. I know because I'm in like the career part of my cycle where I'm like, I need to have that chat with my boss this week. (laughs) So, okay. So just to kind of like fill you in on my journey, I um, started reading, I think her name's pronounced Alyssa Vitti, even though it's Mm -hmm. spelt Alisa or it's spelt differently than my name. So in my head, I'm like, no, I'm Alyssa. (laughs) (laughs) I started reading Alyssa Vitti's book about um, cycle syncing. And I'm looking at your videos and I'm looking at so many other resources and they all kind of tell the same tale, which is good because um, it's more straightforward when everyone's kind of saying similar things. But basically my understanding is that if you eat in accordance with your menstrual cycle, and if you work out in accordance with your menstrual cycle, you'll have like optimal hormonal health and your like you'll have like less anxiety and less cramping and less PMS and all of these things. Um, and I think it sounds really intimidating for people. Like I know I'm really intimidated by it. Does it become more second nature over time or is it always going to feel kind of restrictive because that was kind of my biggest fear going into it? Totally. That is very understandable. And I have a lot of people that come to me and they're like, this seems really intimidating. Yeah. Um, and I often have to catch myself too, cause I'll just spill information. Um, but the thing about cycle syncing, that's really cool is you're able to like stack these small habits that do really become second nature. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at first you'll be tracking your, I mean, you should always track your cycle, but it becomes more second nature that you feel connected to your body and you kind of just know what your body needs when you're going to be optimized. Um, and it's really about optimizing every aspect of your life, because with cycle syncing, you're not just, um, you know, optimizing your hormones, but you're really supporting your body with what it needs when it needs it, because we have these fluctuations in hormones, they cause our bodies to perform differently. We need certain nutrients, our metabolism changes. And once we're able to tap into that, it becomes really, like you said, second nature. Okay. Cause I think when I was first starting to do all this research, it felt a little daunting to me because I am trying to get away from like that diet restrictive mindset. Mm -hmm. And then I felt like by doing this, I was putting myself back into that a little bit. So it was like a little triggering for me. So I'm like trying to look at it more like, no, these foods like fuel my body. They make me feel Mm -hmm. good because I think a lot of, um, the foods that I'm eating are things that I would in the past have associated with dieting, Mm -hmm. you know, just like the healthy stuff, like the chia seeds and the flax seeds and, and whatever it may be. Um, I guess my, my question that I have is how like by the book do people have to follow the food maps? Like, so for example, if you're saying during your menstrual stage, you should be eating red meat and X, Y, Z, leafy greens, I don't know, whatever it may be. If you're, if you deviate off of that, like, are you messing up your whole month? Like, I don't understand how to be so, I don't know how to be flexible or in the gray with it. 
Yeah, it, it really doesn't have to be that regimented. Okay. And especially when you think about most nutritional protocols, you might do it pretty heavily or pretty restrictive for like three months, um, just to make sure that you're getting your body back into that kind mm. of homeostasis, like that equal state, um, that you really want to stay in. And then once your body is operating well and is healthy, you can deviate and not have that many negative symptoms. And I think really what it comes back to is education. And I used to, you know, I got into nutrition because of disordered eating and being obsessed with what I was putting in my body. And I had the same fears as well when I first started. But what I found is that through education and through understanding why I'm eating, eating the things that I'm eating or why I'm doing the things that I'm doing, it makes it a lot more like empowering rather than uh, restrictive. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. you don't necessarily have to avoid this, that, and the other. It's actually like, okay, I'll add in these specific nutrients. I'll focus on this a little bit more. And you can find really simple ways to do it uh, that can be really empowering and cool. And, you know, I've had clients that have, you know, deviated quote unquote, or fallen off and they recognize that they don't now have that same triggering reaction Mm. as they would previously. I think for me, yeah, it's like, um, all or nothing. It's like that diet Mm -hmm. brain where you're like, I have to follow this like structure. So I'm looking at this like map of what I should be eating. And I'm like, Oh no, I had quinoa today and I was not supposed to have that. Like, so I'm getting confused. That's why Mm, I think clarity is helpful around like, as long as you're eating like whole foods that are good for you and make you feel Mm -hmm. fueled and healthy, like, and then focus on, I think the way my understanding of it has been, like, if you incorporate these foods during these times, like Mm -hmm. it's just helping you reach like an optimal level of health. Um, is that, is that accurate? Yeah, totally. And like going back to just eating healthy, it's like, yes, definitely try to eat as healthy as possible. Um, but with cycle syncing, and if you want, we can get into kind of the four phases and yeah, what you should I would be focusing to. on during those phases. But once you recognize that you're like, okay, during my menstrual phase, it's really iron that I need to focus on and vitamin K. So now I'll incorporate a couple of more things during my day that have those specific nutrients. So mm-hmm. I like to look at it more of like additive and like you're, you know, incorporating more things rather than taking things away. Interesting. That is a better way to look at it than the way I was. <laughs> that was my problem. That's why I'm like, I have to ask her these questions. Cause I think other people too, when they look at these things, we're so used to following like regimens mm-hmm. that when you look at something, you, your brain automatically goes to like, this is all I could do, or you just start restricting. So I think that's a really good way to look at it. Could you talk me through the four phases and, and what to do for each phase in your cycle that helps you? Sure. Um, I guess we'll focus a lot on nutrition as well, but I could go into other things too. Um, And this is specifically for cycle syncing purposes Mm -hmm. is the four phases. The biological phases are slightly different, but with what is happening during each phase um, for cycle syncing purposes, there's four major phases. So your cycle starts with your menstrual phase and that's when you're actually bleeding. Your hormones are at their lowest at this point. And your body is of course, releasing its endometrium, it's shedding. So it's really important to incorporate things like iron because women lose about two milligrams of iron per day of their bleed. Mm -hmm. Um, a, A lot of other vitamins and minerals are also really important. Vitamin K is really important. So that can be found in a lot of like sea vegetables. Um, 
And yeah, so that's when your hormones are at their lowest. Then you go into your follicular phase where the egg is actually um, being developed and estrogen is rising. Hmm. And during this phase, it's really important to support estrogen production, but also to help your body metabolize estrogen. So with this, you can add in, um, you know, those flax seeds and a lot more phytonutrients um, and phytoestrogens. Um, and then it's also really important to help your body metabolize estrogen. So things like cruciferous vegetables, broccoli, cauliflower are great during that phase. Um, and then once estrogen reaches a certain peak, it triggers ovulation. And that's when the egg is actually released. And this is your hormones can actually fluctuate between 30 and 50% in and around ovulation. So this is really the major event in your cycle. And because you have so many extra hormones, it's really important again, to help metabolize and eliminate those hormones. And that can be really taxing on your liver because that's where all of those hormones are being um, processed out. So you really want to support your liver, consume anti-inflammatory foods like um, turmeric, ginger, stuff like that. Things that will help with circulation like cayenne pepper uh, can be super helpful during your ovulatory phase. And then your last phase is the luteal phase. And this is when progesterone should be the dominant hormone but a lot of people have issues with estrogen and progesterone balance. Mm -hmm. um, so it's really important that we help to encourage production of progesterone and, you know, foods that contain vitamin E and zinc can be really helpful for that. And, um, and then at the end of your cycle is where a lot of women will experience PMS symptoms. And we can go into that too. There's five different types of PMS and each kind of have their own natural protocols and their own ways to support those, oh um, depending God. on your dominant types. <laughs> this is like, there's so much to learn because so first mm -hmm. of all, I literally had a, I just got off my period and I had a four day migraine. Like it was mm -hmm. miserable the entire time, which is why I'm trying to do all of these, like the stuff so I could mm -hmm. help myself and relieve myself of some of this insanity. Um, what like kind of give me top line different types of PMS. Cause I'm curious. And could you have more than one? Yes. So <laughs> first off, I want to say PMS, although it is common, it is not normal. I think it's been hyper normalized that it's just women experience PMS and that's it. And that's cool. And we have to suffer through it. But the reality is, is that that's your body's way of like showing you that something might be up with your body. So um, so there's five different types of PMS. There's type A, which is anxiety. And this is, you know, anxiousness. I know me too. 70% <laughs> of people who experience PMS experience the anxious type. Um, and then there is type C, which is cravings. And this includes like carbohydrate cravings, mm. um, especially for like sugary foods, binge eating. And then that also encompasses um, a lot of fatigue and headaches. Then there's type D, which is depression, overwhelming sadness, insomnia, or hypersomnia. Um, so sleeping too much or not sleeping at all. Um, and then there is type W or type H. So it's kind of AKA, which is water retention or hyperhydration. And this is when your body is retaining a lot of water. So you can experience uh, slight weight gain, breast tenderness, feeling really mm. puffy. Um, it also comes with just general emotional upset. And then there's type P, which is pain. And that is, um, you know, all of those symptoms of pain, painful periods, back aches, um, stomach aches, et cetera. 
Oh my God. So I have, well, could it fluctuate month to month to month? Because some months I watch like a puppy commercial and cry my eyes out. And then other months I just want to punch like a stranger for no reason. (laughs) I'll like call my mom and be like, I don't know why, but I just have this anger inside of me. And like, I'm not an angry person ever. Mm -hmm. So for me to all of a sudden just feel like anger towards nothing is like really weird. Um, but I would say the one that I'm like, I get the most is awful, 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 like cramps. Mm-hmm. I do have a fibroid. Um, and then also I would say like the anxiety and insomnia and headaches. Like I literally have every single thing. It's so awful. So those ones sound more so like it would be type C, which is the cravings that come with headaches. Okay. And that can be a lot due to a lack of magnesium. So can the mm. pain. So magnesium is one of the vitamins that I recommend almost all of my clients to supplement with, uh, because over 50% of the U S population is deficient in magnesium. And so night, like, should we be taking it daily? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always recommend taking it at night because it has nerve tranquilizing and muscle relaxing effects. So it can help you sleep better as well. Okay. Because when I was in my four day migraine of last week, I was like in a spiral being like, what supplements could help? And everyone mm-hmm. was saying magnesium. And I do have this like it's called a calm and it's like a magnesium Mm -hmm. drink that you like, you put the powder in water at night and it does help with sleep. So maybe I need to just be better about like incorporating that more Yeah, Um, and show yourself some self-love, take Epsom salt baths. mm. Those are a form of magnesium that gets absorbed through the skin. Oh, interesting. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And that's why they have all those like muscle relaxing effects and help you sleep because it's magnesium. Oh, amazing. Cause I do that sometimes. Um, okay. Yeah. There's so much to learn. Okay. So what else, like, do you feel like there is, I feel like there's a lack of information for women on these things. And like, when I went to the gynecologist and I had my fibroid, she was like, the only answer is birth control. And I was like, well, what about natural ways? Like it's giving me anxiety, the birth control. Mm -hmm. And she was like, no, this is the only option until I started doing my own research and started kind of, um, seeking out other pieces of advice or research. Do you, when it comes to ovarian cysts or fibroids, um, do you believe that like operating in this way, we're able to, like either stop the growth of them or keep them the same size, whatever it may be. Yes. Um, a hundred percent. I think that most, um, and the research shows that most menstrual related issues can be very well managed, if not totally eradicated with the right nutrition and lifestyle protocol. Um, like the thing about fibroids is an estrogenic um, condition. So your body has too much of this, like quote unquote, bad estrogen, Mm. and it's causing your body to create these fibroids. So there's a couple of different excess risk factors that come along with it, but things like, um, including, um, like fragrances and xenoestrogens that kind of mimic estrogen in the body. And those are coming from like industrialized sources. Um, mm-hmm. Those can be really bad. And, you know, drinking from plastic and keeping your food in plastic containers can be really bad for that. Um, and then the other issue is the whole elimination of estrogen, because the a really big issue is that if you're not having enough fiber um, or your body, your liver isn't working properly. It can't eliminate that excess estrogen. So it ends up being reabsorbed into the body and mm. in more of like a, an inflammatory type of estrogen, which can results in fibroids. 
and then, and you know, other menstrual related issues. And there's a lot of things that you can do naturally to help support, um, you know, modulating your estrogen, but then also there's botanicals that can really help you to, um, either stop the growth of these or slightly reduce them. Um, fibroids are difficult because most of them can't be completely, um, you know, shrunk to a point that they're not there anymore, but most of them can be very well managed that they don't uh, proliferate and grow and you don't continue to have more fibroids. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. My one thing is that I'm always like in a constant state of inflammation Mm -hmm. and I'm like, I feel it, you know, like I can't explain it, but it will flare up when I'm stressed or Mm -hmm. when I'm like doing these things. So it makes sense that the estrogen is kind of tied to that. Um, So in terms of like inflammation in general, when you're, does it just come from food? Could it come from workout? Like how could you really manage inflammation and how do people even know if they have inflammation? Cause I know, cause I've gotten tests done, but like people listening that are like, what, what do, what do they mean? Inflammation? How do they know? Yeah. So inflammation can show up in your body in a bunch of different ways. Um, especially when it's internal, um, you know, what inflammation really is, is like, if you imagine you're like getting a paper cut or something that it like, um, it gets red and it swells and it gets Mm. warm, that's inflammation. So what's happening within your body is sometimes there's inflammation in different parts, like your, um, digestive tract, uh, that can actually like spread to the rest of your body. And, you know, if you feel like you're really puffy or swollen, like you're running a little bit hotter than you think you might, you know, that you should, um, those can be really telltale signs, um, digestive issues, recurring infections. Uh, there's a lot of, a lot of issues with inflammation and the difficulty is like inflammation is something that the body needs to do. It's the way that the body repairs itself. Mm. Right. So when you have inflammation, it's really important that you address like where that's coming from. So if it's coming from your digestive tract that you have like leaky gut, let's say, which is when, um, there's these like little junctions in your digestive tract. And if food particles escape, your body then attacks it and that can cause inflammation. Um, so it's really important to kind of deepen the, uh, like understanding of where it's coming from. And I think one of the major issues that, um, modern, you know, healthcare, uh, has is that it's very individualized. Like your GI doctor doesn't talk to your gynecologist mm-hmm. who doesn't talk to, you know, and when you're looking at everything as something separate your body is a symphony and yeah, every different system in your body is like a different instrument. And if one of those instruments is off tune or is off beat, then the whole symphony is going to suffer and the song isn't going to sound that great. Right. Mm, So if you're looking at it as, uh, you know, a bunch of your little systems are made up or make up this larger system, then you're able to see how they interact and make sure that you're, you know, um, navigating your healthcare through that holistic lens and between stress and over-exercise and what you're eating and what products you're using, you have to really look at it from a holistic perspective in order to get the best result possible. Interesting. So you mentioned leaky gut and, um, I think <laughs> I'm like, I have this, I have that, but I also <laughs> think I have leaky gut, but I, how do you like, could eating in this way and cycle syncing, could that heal leaky gut 
or just like a bad gut health? Like how do people, how do people optimize their gut health? Or do you think you have to really go get like a full blood work panel done and see a doctor? Not necessarily. Um, I think that all of these different things need to kind of piggyback off of one another. So let's say with your gut health, it's really important that you have, um, you know, that you're not having any nutrient deficiencies because in order for your gut health to be repaired and for your detox systems to actually function well, you need to have all of those nutrients to allow them to do that. And it's really important that we look at the micronutrients, um, not just the macronutrients, Mm -hmm. um, which I think diet culture has really caused issue with because Mm -hmm. everyone's just like, I just need fats, carbs, and proteins. And I'll eat the same thing every day, five times a day. And that's it. But with that, you're not necessarily getting all of your micronutrients, which are how your body is actually functioning. You know, all these different signals that are being fired off need these micronutrients. Mm -hmm. So it's really important to address those. And I think with cycle syncing, it definitely helps to focus on those nutrients because that's really what it is. Yeah. Um, And then being able to eat a variety of plant-based fibers of plant-based products can be really helpful. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. There's just so, there's so much, um, information. And I feel Mm -hmm. like I was even saying this morning at therapy and I was talking to her about how I'm doing the cycle syncing stuff. And I was like, I just feel like I don't want to open Pandora's box. And she was like, (laughs) what do you mean? And I was like, because once you go down this path, then, and you get blood work and you talk to doc, then you're like, okay, now this is wrong and that's wrong. And I need to do this. And you have to almost be in like the mindset where you're ready to confront it all. I would say yes. I, I love to tell my clients, it's like, it's very much about connecting to your body. And again, going back to the educational aspect of it is, you know, if you're able to find someone who can lay it out in a way that you really understand and is functional, it's like, you can learn all of these things pretty quickly. Like Mm. I have a course and it goes through nine modules, but it's, it really starts with building the foundation. So actually understanding nutrition, actually understanding the different systems in your body, and then going into how you can use cycle syncing to really support that. And you know, why you're consuming these different things. So if you're able to find someone who will work with you or that will um, provide you with the resources that kind of make it easy, it is pretty easy. You know what I mean? And I totally understand that whole of like (laughs) very intimidating. (laughs) There's tons of information and there is, but if you break it down, it's like, you don't have to look at the whole staircase. Just look at the first step in front of you. Mm. Um, So it's, it's a Mm -hmm. lot more achievable. I just think, yeah, I think the reason why I feel that way is because I, like when I started, I have such a long history of like weird symptoms. Like I was getting really like bad aches. And then I went to a functional medicine doctor and then we found out it was gluten and I have like an intolerance. So I haven't had gluten in years. And then when I eat it, I get achy and like, it just, Mm -hmm. it sent me down this whole like spiral of learning different things. Then I had the fibroid, then this, then that. So it's just like, sometimes it feels almost just to be completely honest, like it's like easier to be in denial about like, eh, totally. I'm not going to think about my fibroid today. Whereas now I'm like, no, like let's work every day to make sure that your body's in good health, but it's just a lot to like, think about it. Um, so how do you, 
how do you work with clients? Like, is it virtual? You said you have a course because I'm sure some people will be interested in seeking that out. Yeah, totally. I, I am totally based online. Um, so I have courses. I have like my flagship get synced course, which walks you through kind of those foundations that I was talking about. And then, um, breaks down each phase, how to cycle sync your nutrition, fitness, and lifestyle to the four phases. And then we also have a little bit more specified courses. So the ditch birth control protocol. Um, so when you want to transition off of birth control, how to kind of detoxify yourself and realign your cycle. And then also one specific to PCOS and endometriosis. And we're constantly growing that. Mm. Um, I'm hoping to open my books for more one-on-one clients soon as well. Um, but yeah, so everything is online and it's, it's really easy to work with me. We have a great community of women who we have lunar circles every new moon and full moon, which is really fun. fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Awesome. I love it so much. Thank you so much for coming on. This was so helpful. I hope I, I I, do like, I hope I didn't miss anything. I feel like I had so many questions, but overall, like, I don't want to overwhelm my listeners. I just want to get like the basics out there. So then people could start to, you know, do their own research and figure out if this is something that's for them or not. But, um, yeah, no, I really appreciate your time. Totally. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for coming on. Where could everyone follow you? Uh, so I am on Instagram and TikTok at Nicole.Bendayan. Uh, and then you can find me on my website, thisinksociety.com. Amazing. Thanks, Nicole. Thank you for having me. Um, awesome. Yeah. I feel like I just had so many questions, but it's, um, it's just, it's so interesting. It's so new to me. I'm still mm-hmm. like trying to figure it all out, but what you said made sense how you were like, these are things that you're adding, not things you should be mm-hmm. like, I was so focused on the sheet and yeah. I need to like be more focused on just incorporating them naturally versus totally. And I think a lot of what it is, is that when you actually understand these things and have the knowledge behind you you're going to, um, you're going to recognize it a little bit more. And what I found with myself is I would let myself go like months without addressing what was going on in my body Mm. or like addressing these symptoms. And now it's, I still have those times that all quote unquote off track. I hate that term, but it's, it's those, you know, lower times that end up being a lot shorter. And I then have the tools to be able to get out of it. I you know see. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So with especially menstrual health, like there's a ridiculous statistic of women have an average of 451 menstrual cycles in their life spanning oh 38.5 years, Oh my God, <laughs> which is a lot, you yeah. know? <laughs> so even if 20% of that is improved because of small things that you do Fair. on a day-to-day basis, then that's super significant, not just to your current you know, space and time, but also through menopause, um, Mm. you know, if you want to have kids, like bringing that knowledge um, to them. And I think a lot of our issue is that we were never taught these things. Never. And it should just be general knowledge. I I think that's why it feels overwhelming because I'm like, it's so much new information. Mm -hmm. We're never taught. Being at, you know, like our age, not having this information and not knowing it, it's kind of like disheartening. And we're just like, well, I guess if I don't know it already, like, it's kind of embarrassing that I don't know yeah. it or whatever it is, but it's just because we're not taught it and the resources were never there. It's so true. Oh my God. Well, thank you so much. I will 
let you know, there might be more questions. People might be like part two, part two. So I, I mean, I'm, stay in touch. <laughs> I'm happy to come on anytime. I know I listened to your episode um, oh. from this past week. It was great. Um, so we have lots of birth control topics that we can go into as so well. Much. Oh my God. Thank you so <laughs> much. Okay, guys, time for Ask Alyssa. Let's give out some advice and do our best. Um, So this person said, hi, Alyssa, I am coming to you because you have a great perspective and I am in need of your wisdom. I'm 30, married, and have been trying for a baby for a while now, unsuccessfully. Both of my sisters, older and younger, just told me they are pregnant. While I'm beyond happy for them, I can't help but feel devastated for myself, which makes me feel awful. To make things more difficult, they asked me to host Mother's Day. I am not up to it, but I don't want to make them feel as if I'm not happy for them. I'm open to any and all advice regarding infertility struggles while everyone around you is having babies. Thank you. Oh, this that makes is me really sad. sad. Like, I, know. I don't know. I know she probably doesn't want like anyone's pity, but yeah. It's just very what a what a messed up thing for your sisters to do to ask you to host Mother's yeah. Day. Also, now like we obviously are getting to this past Mother's Day, so I'm curious what the outcome was. So yeah, write us true. in with an update if you hosted. Um, I think okay. So I'm in that stage of my life where I have friends starting to have babies, and my sister and her friends, and also know people struggling with infertility, and it is such a nuanced sensitive topic because there's some there's some people and even my mom told me this when she was pregnant with her friends there's some people that if they're having struggles they can't be around you if you're like having positive news and it's not that they're not there for you but they um it's really like traumatic for them and then there's some people that could have their issues but still be happy for their friends there's some people that are really private about their struggles there's some people that are super open like there it's such a spectrum of the way people handle it so the way I try to handle it with my friends that I know are trying is one I don't really ask questions like I don't say oh any luck this month because it's not in my business yeah so I try to always say to them like I say look I want you to know I'm here for you if you want to talk to me, but I don't want to ask you questions because I don't want to make you say anything you're not comfortable saying. So just know you can come to me and I'm thinking of you and I'm wondering about you, but I'm I'm not going to like keep pressing you because I know this might make you uncomfortable. But I think like you being the one that is going through this um, – your sisters almost kind of need to do that for you. Like they almost need to acknowledge like, hey, we know you're trying. We, you know, we would love if you were pregnant at the same time as us, but we want to be sensitive to that. So it's hard because like you said, you are happy for them. And of course you're happy for them, but you're allowed to be sad. You're definitely, I would be devastated if I was trying and this was the the situation. Yeah, that's all I was going to say was like, I can't really, I I don't know much about infertility. I know so many women struggle with it and like, it's, I think people don't realize how many women struggle with it. It's like such a big thing. Um, I think that's the thing I'm realizing when you start to have friends and people in your life and friends of friends yeah. and cousins and this and that you realize like first of all how many people have miscarriages yeah it's like scary I would say 50% of everyone yeah. I know yeah. if not more yeah. like it is way more than I ever thought growing up and I don't know if it's just because people are talking about it now but 
and then people that struggle or and then of course there's people that get pregnant on the first try I know but it's really not easy at all to get pregnant and every like a lot of people are dealing with this and you're definitely not alone but I don't think that takes away from the pain and like the pressure we put on ourselves as women totally and yeah the other thing I was just gonna say is what you said like just because you're happy for your sisters doesn't mean you can't feel sad for yourself like it's a tough thing to go Mm -hmm. through and watch other people have what you want yeah and I think you just need to like yeah definitely set boundaries with them just be like I I mean I I, yeah I wonder if she had the party or not I hope she didn't I'm actually thinking about myself yesterday at Mother's Day holding my sister's baby because like obviously I'm 31 like do I want kids yes do I want one tomorrow no but like obviously it's in the back of my head that my biological clock is ticking Mm. even my mom said like a comment that you know how moms are yeah she was like don't you want one like get on it get a boyfriend I'm like okay that's rude Uh, (laughs) I'm like I'm trying but also I can't explain it but I'm not like seeing my I'm not a jealous person so seeing my sister's baby doesn't make me feel like that loss for myself but if I was trying I think then it would really be a thorn in my side. Yeah. I think it's because I'm not trying. Yeah. Like if I was like not having trouble and then seeing this little baby, like I think I'd really have a hard time. So I really have empathy for you and what you're going through and your time will come and you're 30, you're married, you're young. Um, Some people just takes longer than others. And, you know, I have faith that you'll exhaust all of your options and your, your time will come. So please keep us updated and we're sending you positive vibes um and let us know what you did for mother's day because we're really wondering if you hosted and if you did you're an angel oh my gosh wait this next one is also about oh this one's like wild okay so this one's about babies but it's also insane okay and and, and apologies because you know I don't judge you guys but even you say you're like I realize this is ridiculous so this person said I'm currently going through IVF and it looks like my future baby is landing in straight Aries territory. My husband is an Aries and loud as fuck. I can't deal with two fire signs in the house. I'm an Aquarius for reference. Question, is it too much to plan an embryo transfer around a zodiac sign? Should I just let it play out as it's supposed to? Please note, I do understand this is incredibly ridiculous and just want a healthy baby. get it <laughs> I get it especially I'm I'm a Pisces so I understand you water signs don't mix well with fire signs but everyone's it's in different God's and it's yeah. fake yeah. I love astrology but it's fake oh, well no okay I actually don't think astrology is fake but if it makes you feel better I think there's more to it so like for example I'm a Capricorn but I'm also a this rising and a this mm. whatever and I think that yeah you are multifaceted based on all of those things so like some of me is really Capricorn but then some of me is like way more of my other signs like Virgo and so I don't think it's just that yeah he could be like an Aquarius moon yeah like Aquarius rising yeah you never know yeah so all you want is a healthy happy baby yeah and you'll and so what if he's got a little spunk in him yeah, and if you're spiritual, like, if you are, it's, like, you get what you're given. Like, you, right. you know, you can't, you can't pick. 
I mean, I guess you technically can with IVF, though. That's the crazy thing. Like, you could pick a boy, a girl, when. But Wait, you could do that? Yeah, because when you get your embryos, they they test them for, like, genetic mutations. They test them to see what the gender is. So you could be, like, implant the boy or implant the girl. Damn. Yeah. Which is kind of cool because then if you have embryos on ice, you could, like, if you have a boy. Plan out, like, a boy, girl, Get a sister net. Yeah. Interesting. A daughter, not a sister. That reminds me of, um... The Giver. Oh, yeah. They like they could like pick, pick. like what their ki- I feel like that's what our world's going to look like in like 30 years. You literally like blue eyes. Yeah, yeah, hair. yeah. But yeah, so I think you just have to if if the universe wants you to have an Aries son, you're going to have an Aries son. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> OK, last and final ask Calissa. This isn't juicy, but I just wanted to ask. I love New York City and have to travel there often for work, but have this nonstop fear of being mugged, abducted, etc. So irrational, but still concerning. (laughs) I'm going Thursday for a super nice gala in Chelsea and have to go back to the hotel afterwards after dark. It makes me so nervous. Um... It's scary out here. I think New York is definitely scarier recently than it's ever been. And I don't know why, but it it is a little freaky. But you're so fine. Like, get an Uber. I mean, you're going to be in really populated areas, areas that are safe. You're fine. Unless you're, like, walking around the middle of nowhere by yourself, blackout drunk. Like, you should be fine. Yeah, just stick with the group. Yeah. Like, don't go anywhere alone. That's, like, the number one rule when you go anywhere. Well, just especially after dark. During the day, I'm alone all the time. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, after dark. Like, when you're drinking and out, just buddy system. Mm Mm-hmm. Buddy system. Share your location with someone. Yep. Look over your shoulders. But you (laughs) (laughs) you don't have to walk around New York, like, anticipating getting mugged yeah no you can't live your life in fear no like that's just a also, sad way to live life it's anywhere like i was just yeah. in paris and i, I didn't know. even think about it once people have been saying oh new york's so dangerous now blah 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 one it's always been dangerous it's a big city yeah every big city is dangerous mm-hmm. everywhere is dangerous like there's crime everywhere. Honestly, I feel safer walking the streets of New York with a million people around than if I was like in Idaho. Yeah. In like the middle of nowhere. Picture being, I don't get those people that like, oh, that's, like live, that's when you get like kidnapped. Live in a house on acres and acres of land. Or like the people that live in like Iowa in the middle of nowhere and there's no one in sight or there's no hospitals nearby. Like yeah. that freaks me out more. Yeah, totally. Than living in a big city. I mean, like, I'm 23. I walk around alone all the time. I take the subway alone all the time. I do basically everything alone all the time. My rule is no subway when it's dark. Yeah. Mine is past 11. I don't take the subway Oh, see, past mine's 11. like past 8. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I just don't really, I don't, I don't get nervous on the subway unless it's late because then there's like not that many people on the subway. Mine's like, just more of anxiety on yeah. it after, like, when it's dark, if I'm it's freaked like out. it's like 10... That's when it starts to get kind of, like, weird because not many people are riding the subway anymore. Yeah. But, yeah, I say, like, a 10, 11 is, like, when I don't ride it. Okay, guys. I think we answered all of those for today. Let's spill the tea. Um, Jack Harlow. There was a video that went around of him getting – he was wearing all white at the Kentucky Derby, and his bodyguards were carrying him so his feet and suit wouldn't get in the mud. And I think in that very moment, he lost a lot of hot factor. Oh, yeah. So many people. I mean, 
I've been seeing so much stuff about Jack Harlow recently, just like talking about his music and him as a person. And I feel like he is going to be kind of the next person who had a huge rise up and then he's just going to flatten out. I don't Mm. think he really has anything coming for him. There was a lot of buildup for his new album and it was not really that good. Could I say something controversial? Yeah. I don't really think he like raps or sings he kind of just talks that was a huge thing that people were saying oh is it because yeah i don't know that's not yeah i'm not like a huge jack harlow stan like i see him in the public eye and i think he's great and funny and charismatic but listening to his new song the g l yeah i'm like wait he's not even doing anything yeah. like there's so much hype around that song and then it ended up being like not a good song at all because it's really just the course yeah and it's not him though yeah and people i read this um there's this guy on twitter who does like pretty in-depth reviews of new albums when they come out and he was just saying that jack carlo has like no storytelling ability when it comes to rapping mm-hmm. and he doesn't put any emotion into what he's saying he kind of just like says random stuff that have like no like deeper meaning or Mm. you know what i mean so people are kind of just like what's the point of listening to it he's just spewing out random stuff interesting yeah so i think that he really is not gonna have like that stardom that he has right now i think it's just gonna go downhill or he'll get better yeah because he's only 24 i was okay to think about like the way that the music industry now and like just fame in general like it is so like you need to hold on to mm-hmm. it and once you lose it it's really hard to get it back like think about i'm trying to think about well someone. i was just thinking it yes and no because think about addison ray for example she's yeah. taken a major step back from the public eye but i think when she re-enters it she'll be just as famous if not more yeah but she's different because she does she's not in the music industry, she's not famous for, like, acting or singing. You know what I mean? She's just, like, a public she, figure. Yeah, so, like, whatever she does is going to have, like, there's no, it's kind of just, like, you like her or you don't like her for whatever reasons mm-hmm. you have. Like, when you're just not good at what you do, mm-hmm. it doesn't carry traction. You know who came to my, first to my mind? Katy Perry. Yeah, where's she been? Exactly. Like, she... We had all these great songs mm-hmm. and then I don't know what happened but people just started to turn on her I think it was after like that nun thing when she was like fighting with the nuns <laughs> I don't even remember oh my that. god she was like in this fight with nuns <laughs> over land and then like one of the nuns had a heart attack or something what yeah what? And, and then people like started to cancel her like whatever like they were mad at her and then she put out all this music and everything flopped because wait people I'm were shook just, like, about the nuns I yeah it kind of rings a bell. It kind of doesn't. It was this huge thing because she was trying to buy land. Wait, <laughs> let me find it. Was I'm it like she was taking up. land from the nuns? Yes. Katy Perry nun house. <laughs> Did Katy Perry get that house from the nuns? <laughs> okay. It was like a convent. Guys, <laughs> I feel like just like doing the sign of the cross. Yeah. In honor of the nuns. I don't know why... Yeah, so it, like, used to be a convent, and she wanted to purchase it, and the nuns sued her in 2015. Huh. Yeah. And now, yeah, she does live a pretty, like, rather low-key life now. Yeah, like, I can't name one song in the past... No. Five, four years that, that has, like, made the charts, at least. No, nothing's hit. Because yeah. her music was very much that Kesha era. 
Yeah. Of like the. Woohoo. Yeah. Like it was very. We yeah. both just start moving yeah, our shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> it was very like kitschy, girly. Yeah, yeah. The lyrics were like hot and dangerous. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was that I'm kind gonna of. I'm going to drink and have fun. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. It was very. Wait, guys. I wrote a song. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Please sing I it. I wrote a song on vacation with my friends in Thailand like five years ago called Vacation. <laughs> Can you sing it in and, your real voice? And I always oh I always imagined this song would be a hit amongst Katy Perry or Kesha. Okay. Like this is one of their songs. I mean, like that's typed out, like for real. It has it's like I I literally think this song has potential. Wait, can you read some lyrics? Yes. Okay. You have to say like this is owned by me. Okay, like, so if you steal it, like Yeah, this is my song. Charlie Puth, feel free to remix it. <laughs> Tell me what note. Um, this is the vision for the song. It's titled Vacation. I wrote it in Thailand. Um, aboard Vacation? Vacation. Okay. Aboard Thai Air. And with some help from friends, mostly I wrote it. And the whole concept is that Kesha would sing it in that like kind of voice yeah. that she does. Yeah. Like the hot and dangerous yeah. voice. Okay. <clears throat> it says, so it'd be like, I don't want to do her voice on my back. <laughs> No, because it's kind of like rappy talky. So yeah. it says, I'm in flight to my next destination. I got my boot and my baggage for vacation. No looking back now. It's all up, up, and away from here. <laughs> my journey has been turbulent. And this is where she's like, made a few wrong turns and I'm over it. Yeah. It wasn't always an easy ride, but now I've got Bay by my side. And then the background, my <laughs> friends go, ride or die. <laughs> okay, this is the chorus. It's amazing. Sky's the limit when you're with me. It's all clear through sailing when you kiss me. Up in the clouds and can't you see? It's a one-way ticket to our destiny. Baby, trust me. <laughs> I'll show you the way. Because we're all going up, up, up and away. Doesn't matter where we go because I got you and you're one of the good few. Okay. Okay. Then this is the optional rap remix. <laughs> we're thinking Drake. He said, he comes in. First class, business class, doesn't matter as long as I'm sitting next to that ass. <laughs> Mile high club, we enter in that. <laughs> Take me to some place I've never been. Let's make it turbulent. <laughs> I could actually see that. There's more, but I'm going to do it <laughs> No, like, it is so good. Yeah. I'm crying. I could see Addison Ray like, singing that. No, like... If any music producers happen to see this on TikTok, reach out. <laughs> There's more. I honestly think it's really good. Like, it's good. Yeah. I'll text you it so you can read it later. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think We should shoot a music video. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> like, pic- like, picture us all on the plane as stewardess. And we stewardess. could auto-tune, auto-tune your voice. That would be really funny. <laughs> we should do it. Who could do the rap verse? Um, Grace. Oh, that would yeah. <laughs> or Jerry. I was that's literally the first person that came to my mind. Jerry. Jerry. Yeah. Oh my god, if we put out a music video, people are gonna think it's serious. Oh no, I know. That reminds me of like um you know like My Jeans by Jenna Rose. Yeah. That like gives me that vibe. Like if we made a music video to that song, like it would like Barstool's first ever number one hit. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I'm crying. Okay. So maybe we'll make a, a music video. It's honestly great. I'll post the lyrics. Um, okay. We got off topic there. I don't even know what we were talking about. Jack Harlow. Jack Harlow, Basically, yeah. I'm a better rapper than him. Yeah. Is the moral Enough of the said. story. 
Um, in celeb news, so I know that this is kind of old news, but I didn't get to talk about it with you guys. Kim Kardashian wearing the Marilyn Monroe dress. And I just wanted to give my opinions and my thoughts because I'm sure you guys care to know. Um, people are like outraged. Someone that I follow on Instagram told me, like posted how she was sobbing, crying because she's like so upset. She feels like it's a piece of history and it shouldn't have been tampered with. Oh my God. And like, I just don't feel that way. Okay. The way I feel about Kim Kardashian's Met Gala look, and I said this on a TikTok live, is that it wasn't the look of the night, but it was the moment of the night. Like, was she best dressed, best glam? No. Did she look gorgeous? Of course. But it was the moment of the night. Like we waited for that moment and she did it. Like she pulled it out. She wore the dress. She somehow got her butt into it, whether it was tied in the back or whatever. But I think it was a moment. I think it was super historic. I think Marilyn Monroe is like up in heaven looking like you rock that dress like I think it's not disrespectful I think Marilyn Monroe would love it it's so stupid if it was anyone else wearing it people wouldn't say anything if it was Emma Stone wearing it or Mm. Jennifer Lawrence people would be like oh my god she's Mm. slaying like true it's amazing but because Kim's so controversial even though she really isn't that controversial of a person anymore she literally is our generation's Marilyn Monroe and people are don't want to admit that they love to hate on her act but no, yeah. but she's, she has that same controversy, like a sexual She'll be a lawyer. Person. Yeah. Like, yeah. she's so multifaceted. Yeah. She's such, like, a generation, like, game changer. Yeah. Uh, people have to stop denying her People power. just love to hate whatever she does. I know. It's, it's just so annoying. It's I, I unbelievable. love Kim. Like, I don't come for Kim. I love Kim. Yeah. I also think, just as a pop culture fan, like, she is going... Our kids will have pictures of Kim on her wall as we do Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, totally. Like, I just think that's fact. She's iconic. No, no. even if you don't like it or not, she's iconic. She is. She's an icon. She'll, her name will be known forever mm-hmm. when it comes to popular s- stars in our generation. 100%. So, like, she, I, if anyone gets to deserve to wear the dress, it's her. Well, we were talking one time in the office about, like, A-list celebrities, and people were arguing about no-name people and I was like guys a celebrity to me a list is someone where when you say their name everyone of every generation knows them if I say Kim Kardashian my grandma would be like oh yes I've heard that name my dad would be like yes I've heard that name your little cousins would be like oh I know who that is like she's everyone knows who Kim Kardashian is everyone um the other thing I want to talk about is I went off about this a little bit on um, my Instagram, but people were asking me, what do you think about her saying that she had to lose 15 pounds to fit in the dress? I personally don't care. I don't find that triggering. Um, I don't think you could look at someone like Kim Kardashian for realistic. I think that, I think that we look, people look, wait, let me, sorry, I'm trying to think how to say this. People take it too seriously what celebrities say and do but I don't compare myself to celebrities because I just know they're living a completely different life than me so I don't look at her saying she lost 15 pounds in three weeks and be like oh my god it's achievable for me to do that too I look at it and I'm like okay well she has chefs and cooks and she has a gym and this and that so for me it's not triggering because I don't think we live the same life if it was someone that's like super average 
and they were like, oh, yeah, like I lost 15 pills by drinking this drink. I'd be like, oh, I need to buy that drink. But I don't, it doesn't trigger me when it's someone like her. Am I making any sense at all? Yeah, I get what you mean. I mean, in that case, I, I mean, I don't really think she should have been like promoting it. Yeah. But she, again, she's a celebrity. She was trying to fit into a dress for the Met Gala. It's a whole different ball game. You know what I mean? Like she, it's crash dieting and it's not good for you. But I think she knows that obviously. And like, I I don't think she was like promoting it, but I don't think she should have even said anything really. Well, someone also made a good, someone made a good counterpoint in my DMs though, that I thought was great. She was like, I actually rather her say she crash dieted to lose the weight than her act like she just looked that way by chance. Yeah. Interesting. And I was like, okay. fair counterpoint the girl was like at least she's owning that it wasn't normal yeah and i was like okay you just can't like you can't put your health standards body standards compared to kim kardashian i guess that's what exactly what i was trying to say in my opening argument like i don't look at her as someone that i'm like oh kim did this so i have to do that because i don't her life is so different than the average woman yeah yes that's exactly what I was trying to say. Yeah. That said, I do realize those things are triggering um, to a lot of people. And yes, she has a responsibility. But like also, Kim Kardashian and the Kardashian sisters have talked about weight the entire time they've been on reality television in a non-healthy way. Oh, you look so skinny today. You look so this. You look so that. And the thing is, everyone has their own body issues. And celebrities are probably going through it too, just in their own triggering way which is why it's so weird for us because they also have fucked up body image so I just think that I don't know we all have to have a little bit more grace for that type of thing yeah um last thing I want to spill the tea on actually two more things really quick um selling sunset reunion so Chriselle had announced that she is now dating G Flip and Davina's face was just like the picture it's a meme I mean she was so absolutely shook it seems like Chriselle wasn't necessarily um super open about her relationship up until that point it was new news to a lot of the cast the only thing I will say I don't care date whoever I just I don't think the Chriselle and Jason chapter is closed watching that there was so much emotion they both clearly love each other so much Jason if you're watching like he needs to have kids with her and be with the love of his life like I feel like they will forever be the one that got away if they don't make this happen so it was a kind of painful to watch because it's like that one thing is standing in between them being a happy couple and it was so painful to see how much love is there and I wish that we could just open his eyes and be like have a children with this woman if this is who you're saying is the love of your life so it's nothing about her being in a new relationship I want her to be happy but I think happiness is with Jason and who knew at the beginning of the season I would feel so strongly about this and then lastly I am rewatching Nashville like I said um I don't know why. I just think I started watching it like last week or something when I was bored and I haven't been able to take it off. I think it's so good. Um, I'm going to be, I started The Circle on Netflix, which is still the number one reality show I want to go on because I just think I would crush it. Um, so I'll have some updates once I watch a little bit more of that. I'm still on episode episode one. Um, but that is it for this week's tea and this week's episode. Merch is launching soon, so stay tuned for an update 
also um, Facebook group if you want to join it the link is always in my bio don't forget to rate review and leave five stars and otherwise um, thanks guys I will see you next Tuesday <laughs>